Hello everyone, welcome back to our Manchester United podcast, Never Ignored. I'm joined again, as usual, by my co-host, MT. Yo. MT, how's it going? Yeah, uh, all good. We're two wins again, so I'm happy. What about you? Very happy indeed. Today we're going to be uh, giving our thoughts on Manchester United versus Bournemouth and the game against Villa. Uh, And then we'll do a bit of a preview of our games coming up against Southampton and Crystal Palace. Uh, So first first things first, uh, Manchester United versus Bournemouth uh, last weekend. 5-2, Greenwood, two goals. MT, what what are you thinking? Um, Yeah, a bit of a rough start. Uh, Was it going 1-0 down? But um, it was encouraging because we, even at 1-0, we didn't look like we were going to lose the game. Um, no one panicked. And, uh, you know, back in, you know, even at the start of the season, we would have struggled from that position. Um, but, yeah, I think it was pretty good. What about you? I completely agree. So, yeah, I, when we go down 1-0, uh, if we're talking about maybe pre-lockdown or last season, uh, the heads drop. Uh, it becomes a difficult game for us. We're going to probably spend the next, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes of the game passing, trying to break down the the, the opponent's defence. And, and it just looks like it's just not going to happen unless, you, you know, there's some kind of pinpoint ball or something like that happens. But this was, this was the opposite. This was like old Manchester United. This was, okay, you've scored great. Now we're going to score some more. And the confidence was just, it just remained there, so especially for someone like um, Greenwood as well. So young, unfazed. It, it was like, the, the, it was like Bournemouth just hadn't scored. It hadn't even registered in, in that attacking and midfield, midfield, uh, midfield mind. It's, um, yeah, it was terrific to see the attitude of uh, let's just continue, let's go forward, let's score goals, Let, uh, let's get back into the driving seat. Um, as soon as Bournemouth scored, I'm not going to lie, I'm so used to it now. I was just like, oh, for God's sake, here we go. This is going to be one of those games where Bournemouth pack all, all all 11 or 10 outfield players, they're all back in their own half. And yeah, it's just going to be one of those games now. Um, but yeah, we, we just literally spun the game back into, yeah, this is Manchester United. We, we're going to just carry on the way we've, we've been in all of our games post-lockdown. Really, really, really good to see. Yeah, there's this um, quote from Fergie's biography, isn't it? Like the the worst thing you could have done against his teams is score first, because that just awoke <laughs> awoke awoke the beast. But um, that's been gone for a long time. Um, for for the last four or five years, it kind of felt like if you got the first goal, that was that was it. The win was out of the question. You're probably going to um, get a point. No, there was a, there was yeah. a few weeks under Mourinho where we were making a couple of comebacks, but it was never a consistent consistent thing. Um, and it used to be yeah, an early goal would just kill kill United completely. Um, but yeah, even even when we started the second half a bit shakily and they got brought it back to uh, 3-2, yeah, you know, they just go up the other end, extend the lead again, and that's it. <laughs> Job done. Was that not one of the most confusing starts of the second half you've ever seen? Cause I, I, yeah, I didn't really know what was going on and I'm still not really sure how they got to the decision of it being a penalty. Because um, I know VAR's supposed to be there for what? Clear and obvious. To me, that was... that was Well, firstly, I guess it wasn't clear that it hit his arm in the first place. It looked like his shoulder. Um, so I'd say that's obviously wrong. And secondly, he clearly wasn't in the box. <laughs> so... <laughs> So the, the, the handball thing was kind of redundant because he wasn't in the box anyway. The, I've kind of got two um, observations about, about VAR now in the last few weeks. And first of all, it's whatever the first initial decision the referee makes is heavily going to sway what the final outcome is. So if, yeah. for example, the referee hadn't called that 
uh, it was a penalty on by which which he does in this game. I'm 99% sure VAR would have looked at that and said, yep, he's right, it's not a penalty. But he's called it and now they've said, well, it's not clear and obvious because, you know, what is clear and obvious? What do they, they need him to catch the ball with two hands to say, yep, it's clear and obvious. Um, <laughs> exactly. So so it is heavily, I think, I think there's probably been some change of agenda if, in the refereeing world where they've said, look, if the go with what the referee says, unless something completely unless, suggests yeah. the opposite, then, then then don't go against it. Um, and then another observation I've made, and and I don't know, I'd love to see some t- statistics on this. Uh, one thing I've noticed, you know, when they do these in-game checks, where where the ball yep. continues to move, and they do like this really quick ten-second in-game check, and it's always no yep. penalty. I swear to God, because the ball continues, then you never get it. If I was a, a outfield player now, I would just kick the ball out and be like, can you guys have a proper look? Can you, <laughs> can you, can you have a look at this? <laughs> because I swear yeah. to God, they do a very brief check and and I still am yet to see the referee blow his whistle while the game's in play and say, it's a penalty actually. Um, so, it's hard because they, they, did, they did that a few times earlier on in the season. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, I don't know, it's it's annoying both ways because it's annoying when the play gets brought back for something that happened like three minutes ago or something yeah. or however long it takes them to figure it out. But I don't know. I think that they need to start putting like a timer on it and just say, if you can't figure it out within 30 seconds, move on. Yeah. I think um, just some transparency because I, I have a, a suspicion that they're kind of, obviously they're learning as they go and they're molding yeah. their approach. Um, but just, I don't know, some clear, straight, bullet point list of exactly what is what I think they've changed the handball rule as well now haven't they I think it's changing at the end of the season it's not it's not yet is it something um, like shoulder downwards is a handball now yeah something like that <laughs> so even that's quite which, confusing um, because there's still part of the shot I think it's armpit downwards which is yeah it's just confusing oh, it. so, sorry something like that yeah armpit armpit downwards I haven't 100% looked into it but that's it doesn't come in till next season so it would have been it would have been June, but obviously everything got yeah got pushed back. So that it's still not going to happen until next season because there's already been enough rule changes to make this season feel like it shouldn't be yeah. valid. <laughs> but um, in in terms in terms of uh, in terms of the game, um, Martial's goal uh, just on the stroke of really time, good. really yeah. good, really good. Um, he's he's kind of scored a couple uh, good a, a good range of goals in the last few games where he's got those kind of six yard tap in type good running in at the last second type goals and then also this yeah, kind this of far range yeah that kind of you know top corner he's just picked it out he's looked up and and he's he's cut, drifted in really well as well from the wing to score this goal because he was more or less on the byline when he got the ball uh, it's a good time to score as well because what that means we go in at, um or was it in the uh, we, we we'd already we'd already we, yeah we're going at 3-1 at that point then isn't it yeah what, what did you think of um Stanislav's goal from the, the, from where he scored and uh, and what he's done to Maguire along the um, way. Yeah, Maguire got done, but yeah, happens. <laughs> um, I thought people again were a little bit over the top on De Gea. I mean, yeah, fair enough, he got beat on his near post, but the guy was like two yards out. So. I think it was just a smart finish. Like Stanislav, he, you know, he's got two options there: either try and squeeze it in at near post or, or pick it across the box. And obviously, De Gea's yeah. gambled. When you're that when you're that close, yeah. I mean, but yeah, what can you do? We, we they conceded, but like I said, there's the response that that was the that was a good thing for me. It was um, they didn't take it, they didn't they didn't think about it too much. They just carried on, just played their game. What did you make uh, of um, post game Solskjaer's little comment towards uh, Nathan Aki? Yeah, uh, so I've heard a few things about it. Apparently, some people are saying it might not be what he what it sounded like, but I mean, yeah. So for if you haven't heard it, it does sound like he says we keep going. We need a left footed centre back. Um, which <clears throat> I guess you know 
maybe Bournemouth could accuse him of trying to tap him up. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, we've we said it before. We'd like another centre back as either a depth option or another someone to push Lindelof. Um, I wouldn't say no to him. He's, he's got Premier League experience. Um, he seems like a solid enough defender, and yeah, he is left-footed, which is a bonus to have someone play on that side. Um, right. I don't know how quick he is. I think we need someone quite pacey. Um, I, I haven't watched, I haven't watched enough of him really to know what if he's a quick. Something I love uh, about this um, post-lockdown Premier League return is the fact that we now can hear what the players say to each other a lot more. Yeah, clearly. I mean, I watch so I watch it without the crowd noise if I if I get the option. Um, and it's it's good. Um, the commentators obviously have to apologise for any bad language a lot more than they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a free used to, but um, but it's interesting. It's, it's gives it gives you a different element to to what's going on. And I, I like uh, I don't usually praise BT, but they've done a good job with um, making some clips afterwards with like the best 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 uh, sounds from the players. So like the Ramsdale moment and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's um, very I interesting. I really enjoyed the Greenwood bit where they're saying, "Don't let him turn. Don't let him turn." And it just seems, yeah, with Greenwood, it doesn't matter if you let him turn or not because he can he can shoot on either, he can, he's got a good foot on each. It just doesn't matter because as a defender, typically you're told, you know, show him onto his weaker foot. And when you when your weak foot is that good, then what do you do? Do you just try and get the ball in the air so you can't use either yeah, foot? I mean, we'll get onto it like that. We'll get onto it with the Villa game, but that the goal he scored there, um, I can't believe that that's someone's weak, weak foot. Yeah. Someone so <laughs> young as well that hasn't had that, yeah, you know, years it's, of, it's, of playing with it. Um, yeah, even the Ramsdale clip actually was quite quite insightful because you, you usually see keepers losing their head at their t- at their defensive line, but you can't hear what they're saying. Uh, yeah. And to hear what he was saying in that instance, it was quite uh, quite amusing that you know obviously yeah, defenders. So I'd like to know who, who who it was that he lost his temper with, but um... uh, yeah, it was quite it was quite um, interesting to, to, to yeah. I think he's probably got a comment from one of his defenders that he hasn't done good yeah. enough. Uh, yeah, it was it, it was it was fairly amusing. And to be fair to the keeper as well, actually overall, um, he he kept that game at five. Um, it could have been could have <laughs> yeah. been a lot worse. He did make a quite quite a few uh, good saves. Yeah, um, and then yeah, I guess eventually Bruno got his goal like he always does. Um, I don't know if you, did you see that clip from of uh, the Leicester changing room after the game. Yeah, was it in uh, Iannaccio? Yeah, indeed, indeed, and Iannaccio were talking yeah. about the the game, and um, Iannaccio says uh, he's reading out the scorers, and he says, "Oh, Bruno scored, but like, Bruno always scores." <laughs> It's gone to the stage where it's inevitable every game. Yeah, he's he's in the head of all the opposition already that they just know he's gonna he's gonna do something. And I think now after the Villa game, he's got thirteen goal contributions in his first ten games, which is a Premier League record. Um, I think it's uh, it's split across goals and assists, but yeah, I mean it just shows that he's he's involved in everything and he's got back to back player of the months as well, uh, which no United player has done since Ronaldo in two thousand and six. Which is pretty ridiculous considering Ronaldo's season he had in um, 07. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, he's been he's been good. Not not really much else to say about him. He's just been S- something um, I want to touch on. I want to touch on as as we as we have a little chat about the Villa game. Actually, yeah. is, um, the, is the dynamic between him and Pogba and more so the effect that it's had on Pogba's game. Um, but let's come to it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Pogba's goal. So, the, so the game yeah. against Villa, uh, which was um, was it last that night? Was last night. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just losing all track of time. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
the game against Villa, 3-0, is our what, fifth game back. And I think we've scored 15 goals. We're averaging three goals a game. We're arguably... Yeah, you broke the record as well, right? First team to win four games in a row by uh, more than three, go- three yes. goals or more. Yeah. Uh, and Yeah, nice little record. I think considering the, in the middle of the se- start in the middle of the season, we couldn't score a goal for the life of us. <laughs> it's, cha- it's changed a lot, right? To, to have scored that many goals over this time, we're, we're being described now in some some of the post game articles and stuff I was reading as the hottest team in town, the best team to watch at the moment in the league, which is quite an achievement when you consider you know City are there, um, and and arguably a couple of seasons ago Liverpool playing some really good football. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I was saying to you um, before pre match, sorry, they were saying that um, the form team in the Premier League was going to be playing and then I know we've been playing well but I just was, I was thinking oh Villa are Villa playing that well because it's just been so long since I've heard other people describe us as a as a good team and uh, especially when you talk about yeah it has it has been best, best, best in the country but... it has it has been such a long time so speaking of the game uh, Bruno scores um, the penalty early on what did you think of the decision I, I, I don't know what everyone's moaning about really um, you know He's gone for the. He knows what he's doing. He's 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 invited the contact, but the contact's been. But you know, he's taken the invitation. He's gone gone cleaned him out. I think um, um, Bruno's been. Yeah, he he knows what he knows what he's doing. He's been very smart about it, uh, which is credit to him. He's he's a very nimble, agile. The only question I had initially was was it in the area, and I think it quite clearly was. So, yeah. you know, no complaints <laughs> from if I if I was the defender. What 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 I think is uh what what why the defender probably feels. Uh, like like he's he's made a big mistake there. He's, he he's dived in on Bruno in the box. Um, obviously he's thought he's going to get the ball. Bruno's just incredibly quickly pirouetted on the spot and made it so that the defender has to go through him to get the ball. That's it. He's put himself in between the ball yeah. and the player. Yeah. So the the only way he was the, the defender was going to get there was going through. And it's and it's very smartly a very smartly one penalty, very well taken pen as well. Because earlier on in the season we had all these penalty balls where Pogba was missing and Rashford, and yeah. you didn't know you know who who should who should be on pens. Uh, but with, with Bruno, you, you, it doesn't matter. You just know he's gonna he's gonna bury it. Yeah, he's he's just ice cold, and the composure is, is just phenomenal. I I saw on uh, online a lot of um, non United fans were. You know how many penalties have Manchester United got this season, and all you know all that kind of stuff. If it, it feels like it's been so long since we, since we've had that complete against Everyone's us, about, yeah. yeah, that I was actually enjoy. I enjoyed it. I, I read it and I thought this is this is the United I remember supporting. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, then, yeah. I guess it's it's just what people do when things are going well for for United. Um, but yeah, then um, Greenwood again. Um, just a ridiculous finish for again. Like we think we call it his weak foot, but you know, I just yeah, you know, he doesn't have a weak foot really. It doesn't. He just has. He um, just has. I don't even know what to describe. Is he has two strong feet? That's what he has. He he's absolutely yeah. phenomenal for for. He's a kid. He's eighteen years old. He's not even playing in strike. He's playing on the wing or the right of midfield, and and he's contributing yeah. goal after goal. Uh, the way he's the way he's gliding past players at the moment, it's like I mean, this is a bit of a bold comparison to make, but he he runs he, when he runs with the ball, he looks like Messi. On, on, the way he just the way he just glides past players is just ridiculous. For for me, he's one of those players where you know typically you get these players that are known to be fast, like Dan James and Theo Walcott, etc. Aaron Lennon. He's not known to be fast, but he just effortlessly glides past these people, um, like he's in so much control of the ball and his movement um, that. Yeah, it's just 
it's it's amazing to watch and and I think it's lethal because he's coming off that right wing. He's he mixes it up every game. Sometimes he'll try and cut in and and go for that far post. Or sometimes he'll just say no. I'll just hit it with my right and put it in the. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Next. It just doesn't matter. Right? No matter what you do, if he gets a shot away, it's going to be a good good effort. Yeah. So back to what we're saying. Yeah. So Greenwood's one. Um, he, Greenwood is he's won the last two man of the match awards um which is you know phenomenal again at this point i think the standard of bruno is just becoming normal um yesterday gary neville said as as bruno came off one of his worst games right yeah he got a goal and assist goal and assist as bruno went off and he collected his kind of bottle of milk have you noticed there's this bottle of kind of milky looking liquid that the united staff keep giving to players when they come off god knows what's in that but keep i thought giving... it was just bruno i thought it was just bruno that did that i didn't realize the others were no i noticed that i think last game uh some i can't remember someone else came off and they gave them the same bottle as well so I'd, whatever's in it keep, keep it up lads um <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's working um yeah and then also, um, so so the assist, uh, Bruno to Pogba, that that was, was a really very clever. Yeah, it was, re- it was a clever corner. Uh, Pogba was free. Um, and it was a good finish as well. And so, his celebration, I've not seen him celebrate like that since the goal he scored in the World Cup final. Um, which was almost almost two years ago now. He's looked he, he looked very very happy when he when um when that went in. So so um, speaking speaking of um Pogba then. I think this is this is so. This is my view on the whole thing. I think since Bruno's coming, uh, and also Greenwood as well, he's, he's risen, and Martial and Rashford as well. You know, they've both become 20, 20 goal strikers now in the same season, which you yeah. know, we haven't had for a really long time. I think finally the focus has shifted away from Pogba uh, because the focus was so so crazily Pogba centric. I think finally yeah. now that that focus has just shifted to the team in general, and now he can just he can just continue like when he plays in the France team he was in the team of superstars when he played in the Juve team he was in a team of you know superstars uh, since he's been at United he kind of was the main superstar or he was made to be anyway I think finally well, now we, we, mentioned, we mentioned it a few weeks ago like um, the team had been going backwards in terms of quality yes um, yeah. so for when you're Pogba you want people to be bought at his level not um, not not getting rid of those kind of players and for a while it just looked like we were getting rid of those kind of plays and we were sort of accepting being like a sixth, seventh place team. Which when you're someone of Pogba's quality, obviously you're going to be unhappy about that. Um, so the fact that the signings this season have taken us to a new level and players like Bruno have come in, you know, he's obviously now he can see a positive. Um, a positive for going forward. Uh, whereas before, I mean, I, I wouldn't have blamed him for leaving with pre, pre-Bruno because things were pretty grim. But but now, you know, things are looking up. I think we've um he's finally also probably got some clarity in his head in what his position is at United because for ages it was kind of is he a is he a cam, is he a CDM, is he a CM like what what's his role? But I think he firmly yeah, fits but he, now is Bruno's the first choice, so it doesn't there's the question's gone out the window. Yeah. Um, and I think it just takes that pressure off his I think it just takes that pressure off his shoulders and he, he knows his job now, you know, he's win the ball back, play out good passes, yeah. uh, you know, generate some attacks or, or some momentum in the upper third of the pitch, but you don't necessarily have to be there stuck in uh, and then have to kind of track back if if we lose it or, you know, something like that. Bruno, Bruno's bruno got that license, I think, to take all those risks and try those first touch flicks and all that kind of stuff. And if we do lose the yeah. ball, we've got that wall of, you know, Matic and Pogba and then obviously our back line behind them. Um, whereas before it was probably just whoever I see them was maybe Mario Chomoktomine and you know it was quite difficult to prevent that from happening Um, so I'm really happy for him and yeah like you said I think in that celebration I think even he feels that relief that you know what 
this is the Manchester United I joined. This is the Manchester United I, I signed for to, to be the you know the guys that are winning. I, I don't know if you could, did you catch his interview at the end as well. I didn't know what what, what was what happened in that. Um, so let me think. So they asked him quite a few questions, and um, basically the answers he gave it kind of made me think he's he's thinking about st- sticking around because they they asked him about Greenwood, um, and he said he said he's obviously really enjoying playing with him and watching him. But he also said, you know, he's going to keep pushing him to be better, etc. This and that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that to me, that doesn't sound like someone who wants to, who wants to leave. Um, and he also said, you know, we didn't, we've not won anything yet this season. We we didn't win the Premier League, etc. So we're not, we're not there yet. We need to, we need to keep, we need to keep pushing. And he said, to, you know, the goal is to win the Premier League, that kind of stuff. And I mean, that doesn't, again, like I said, that doesn't sound to me like someone who's not planning on being around for another couple of years that yeah that sounds to be like someone who's very much involved in the project and, and he's sticking around yeah he's, he's bought into it um which is good to i mean they, they did ask him directly are you going to stay which i didn't expect him to answer and he he kind of dodged it um but you know if you're going to start contract negotiations you're not going to come out and say yeah i'm staying because that plays your hand already right yeah no makes sense he's probably under some influence there from a certain um you know <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's na- it's natural, right? You you wouldn't yeah, expect someone makes sense. If, makes sense. when you start in contract negotiations. If you come out straight away and say, "Yeah, yeah I'm going to stay," then yeah, I'm going to stay. Hand. Then United say, "Okay, here you go, twenty k a week." Like, yeah, I'm going to stay. <laughs> um, no, no, it all makes sense. It's all all part of the fun and games of uh, of the world yeah. of football. Um, terrific. So, Manchester United versus uh, Southampton is our next game on Monday. Uh, it's an evening kickoff. Um, Southampton are in the last. Okay, actually, I mean the yeah. big city last week. Yeah, so uh, they've been the first goal in fifteen hundred years. Yeah, yeah, it was quite a good goal, but yeah, it was it was has been very long awaited goal. Um and then they also played they played somebody on the weekend and nicked the draw. Um so so the, they they're on decent form. Um Danny Ings is obviously the the man t- to look out for. Uh he's yeah. he's almost at the top, I think, of the goal scoring charts in the league. I think he's he's three off um is it Vardy at the top? Up. Yeah, so it's, and it, which isn't bad if you consider that the, you know no no disrespect to Southampton the quality of the players around him is is not exactly um, the same level that for example I don't know even Vardy or Bamiang or Salah Mane them kind of other guys out up there uh, will be yeah. getting so 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 credit to him and fair play he's he's obviously also had a very tough career I think he had a hell of a lot of injury problems at uh, yeah. Liverpool um, but yeah I think he'd probably be the man to watch uh, he's the kind of striker I think he sniffs danger. Um, so I think the defence just has to be incredibly sharp. Uh, Maguire and uh, Lindelof not making any sloppy mistakes. Um, I I still get incredibly anxious when De Gea passes the ball out to to either one of his centre backs in within the six yard box. It always feels like just I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't like it when it's in the six yard box. I'm, I'm not a fan. I always feel like just I'm more of an old school. Get rid, get yeah. it out of the way. Uh, I always yeah. feel like just, just like one little a fraction, fraction of a mistake could literally lead yeah. to to putting it on the plate for a, for a striker. Um, so yeah, I'm not incredibly comfortable with that. But um, I guess it's a it's a it's a new world of football. It's just the way that we play out from the back. Yeah, that's it. That's how they want keepers to play nowadays. But yeah, for me, I'm more of a yeah, just get rid. Yeah. Um, I don't care about uh, building from the back and this and that. The further away is the, the safer we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, where's where's the game? Is it is it at home or is it away? This it is at home. Yeah, it's at Old Trafford. Uh, our game against Palace on yeah, Thursday. I'm pretty, is pretty confident now that we're um, on on that one. Um, so I, I'd expect us to win that. Um, 
and same with Palace at the weekend. I mean, Palace, they've basically got nothing to play for now, right? And Southampton as well, I think, are probably safe. So Yeah, I think they're both relatively safe teams, um, you know, unless something drastically goes wrong. But, um, happens, yeah. um, but, so I'm, I'm confident that we can, you know, take, take six out of six from that. I think with this momentum that we've got, as long as we don't pick up um, any injuries, which now I'm really, you know, I'm dreading if that, if that does occur because it looks like we've got a very solid um, start in 11. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm expecting a win there. Uh, maybe Ings to get a goal. But uh, yeah, overall, I still expect a win. What do you think about um, United v Palace? We're expecting a win there as well, right? Yeah, same. I mean, Palace, they've not done much since the restart. Um, but equally, like I said, I just don't think they've got much to play for at the moment. Yeah, yeah the, that'd be fine. So, so Palace, they're, they're, four, they're fourteen points clear of the relegation zone. They're, they're an interesting so, one because they gave Chelsea a very tough time, and they were quite unlucky actually, to be honest, yeah. to not come away with at least a point um, against Chelsea. They they, uh, they really did actually dom- stick some pressure onto Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. got, I'd probably say, got away with one there. Um, so it just depends, I guess, on what Palace turns up. They have been had an yeah. okay I mean, season. I was just looking at the table, and in fact, them and Southampton are actually safe already. So they're so, literally, and they're not they're not anywhere near Europe either. So they've literally got nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing to play for. I think that shows they've they've lost four games in a row now as well. So. I think Southampton, as a mark of respect, should allow us to beat them nine 0 so that we are then have the same uh, so catch up to Leicester level playing ground <laughs> as Leicester for the. Yeah, actually, for the goal considering difference. we're only six goals behind Leicester now, which considering yeah they had that nine 0 win and how bad our goal difference has been previously. Yes. That's not a bad effort. And you, it's much better than Chelsea's goal difference. You mentioned that, actually, could play, yeah. that could play a part. Um, I know we're looking ahead a bit now, but that final day of the season is going to be interesting. I think Wolves are a bit out of the Champions League race now. You know, they're six points behind, but Wolves are playing Chelsea and we're playing Leicester. That um, could, it could I be. No one's going to be out of it until the last day. Um, even though Leicester have been playing pretty poorly. I don't think anyone's going to be out of it yet until until the last game, last day. I imagine that last game is going to, yeah, it will be, at least there'll be some drama behind it and it will be, uh, <laughs> I think it will determine the third and fourth spots potentially, especially with um, Chelsea also playing. Um, yeah, it's going to be very exciting. It's almost like these things are scripted, right? Last game of the season is, is to Leicester. <laughs> um, it, still, it still baffles me that Leicester have been so firmly within the top four for such a long time. Um, you know what, before, uh, it was up until maybe like, December they were they were close to Liverpool so that's why that's why they're still they're still hanging on yeah they've they've had a complete um, meltdown they just had such they? A, they had such a good start that that um you know they're bound to uh bound to be hanging around but yeah they're not they've just been so bad since maybe maybe about a month before the lockdown maybe even longer than that yeah, I think Vardy picked up an injury and he's kind of the talisman when it comes to get, to getting the goals. Um, and the, yeah, I think that just... Yeah, he's back, back amongst them now, but he still doesn't look like he's fully fully back to his best. We've had... Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm confident we can get at least one of the top four places by the end of the season. We had the uh, draw for the Europa League uh, come through earlier this morning. Um, yeah, I've got to admit, I've never heard of the Turkish team. Uh, so obviously I've heard of FC Copenhagen, but... The Turkey, the Turkish team that we might face. I never, never heard of them. I, I knew that in Istanbul you got Besiktas and Galatasaray, but I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know there was a third team as well. I have a feeling that Demba Bar plays for that team that, that we're facing. Really? Um, for some reason, don't ask me why. You know, when you forget to turn the TV off after a BT Sport Premier League game was on, <laughs> yeah. I was, ended up watching a bit of a Turkish oh, right. league game. Yeah. 
And and okay, I'm confident they were a bit more concerned now. He scored 13 goals for them this season. Yeah, and I'm confident. I remember seeing Dembaba up front for them, and I was just like, oh, that's where he is. <laughs> yeah, he he's left he left China. Um, so he played for Besiktas on loan, then he went back to China, and then he's joined. Um, he joined in January last year. Ah, uh, okay. So well, bad. hopefully, uh, no slips in the midfield for Dembaba to pounce upon. <laughs> yeah, um, but. I'd be fairly confident of beating them. Um, we've got a tough potential semi-final draw. Obviously, again, looking ahead a bit. Um, we could face either Wolves, Olympiacos, uh, Sevilla or Roma. You'd say that they would probably give us the sternest test uh, from the Europa League this season. But again, on current current form, I'll take take on anyone, really. On current form, we'd take on um, Prime Barcelona. And it would be a good yeah, game, why not? I imagine. Go, go for them. Like I said, Greenwood, 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 and Messi. No, no difference in my eyes. In fact, if Greenwood's got a better right foot, so <laughs> Greenwood's got more Premier League goals than Messi as well. Exactly, he's got more Premier League goals. He's probably got more Europa League goals as well. Yeah, I don't think Messi probably ever played in the Europa League. So I think Greenwood's probably got a better, better record there as well. Um, but yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves a bit. But yeah, every, I mean, Just a bit. you can tell from my general mood, everything's good at the moment. So. It's good to be a Manchester it's United fan. Yeah. Long may it continue. Um, so yeah, I think we've we've covered pretty much everything for this week. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, we'll probably do another Friday one next week again because we're playing on Thursday. Yes. Um, so yeah, so that's where, that's where you'll see, that's when you're next here from us. Um, in the meantime, if you want to leave us a review or anything, please do or find us on Twitter, Instagram, etc. Uh, but yeah, if not, we'll see you next week. Cheers, everyone.